for joining us today. Welcome to our 68th Amuna class in Yushalayim Kodesh, and we have the wonderful, wonderful pleasure of David Emmanuel Sadia in the house. Say hello. Shalom Aleichem. Yes, this is our 68th Amuna class, and it's a big pleasure to be in this wonderful studio again. We are praying, praying strong for Rav Shalom Morish. He was celebrating Mamuna last night. We wish everyone a happy Mamuna, who those who celebrate our fellow Moroccan Jewish friends. And it's a very exciting time because we're just after Pesach, a lot of energy, a lot of light, a lot of inspiration, especially with Amuna. Amuna is our future focus classes. Amuna class kind of mindset has all been hopefully renewed and vitalized with the Matzah, with the Chagamuna, the festival of Amuna, and all the Garden of Amuna books and pamphlets and everything that we do here, all the videos, all the classes are all coming alive in your daily life. That's our biggest wish, especially Rav Orish Shlita. So let's now dedicate the 68th class to the success of our special guest, David Emmanuel Sadia, and a special elevation, Havda Ben Chaim Chaim, to the soul of Chaim Kanievsky, Tzatzal, soulful guests yeah we have david in person but we also david emmanuel in person we also have all the souls thank god of the siddiquim helping us Rabbi Nachman, ben Fager, Rabbi Nachman Simcha, all the siddiquim are here with us guiding us we welcome all our guests of the holy land and online all you joining us all the souls joining us online and so many inspired followers we've seen our classes thank god growing to the thousands blessings to our special guests and amuna staff and all amen now, to the full healing, to be rid of all these kinds of corona things, they've actually just got rid of the masks here. Yeah. However, they're still making wear them on the flights, which, you know, we pray that should also go soon because it has in America, thank God, mostly. And have mm -hmm. a refuah shleima, especially with Shalom Morish, with Shalom Ben Yemna, and Tehila Rivka Bas Masha, Hannah Bas Frida. They should all have a refuah shleima. We hope to have the rab back in our class. These classes are your dedication yeah these are for you and also to the elevation of the souls of humanity and specifically Gedalia Sanya ben Gedalia we appreciate everyone joining us we wish everyone a good week coming up this Shabbos was already Shabbos Mavarakim Chodesh Iyar so we're climaxing Chodesh Nisan we wish you a good Chodesh for then healthy energized spring summer days everyone's very big minhag big custom to wish each other a healthy summer Svira, don't forget to count the Svira Saoma all the way to Shavuos. These are special classes of Svira energy, soulful Svira. Share a global, that's the most important part of our class. Get this out there. Now let's go to your feedback. Happy Pesach, Passover. God bless you. God bless Israel. God bless Ukraine. God, God bless you all. Shalom. Someone else wrote, B'Shem Hashem, Happy Passover. People have been sending names to the Rav. We had Lel Seder, Shrishal Pesach. People send lots of names. Happy Mamuna. Yes, we had a wonderful video of the Rav sitting there celebrating last night with all his Talmidim and close people came by to get a blessing. What a vibe, someone wrote. Closer we might be to the secrets of music in the base of English. This was based on last week's class. But even how much music has broadened in short period of time. Not in the scope of styles, the substance of musical girth. All right, that's very nice language. Suggesting there is much, much more that if our culture can improve music this amount, that I look forward greatly to the tunes in the time that's to come. So that's all big, great feedback. We've had a bunch of musical guests. 
we had 613 Devakers, we had um, Aaron Levy, we had Joseph Daniel, we had the band, The Returning Light, had a lot of good guests musically over the last few months. Eliezer Kosoi, yes, thank you, Rav, and lovely music. The MC is the best. Well, that's very nice. Music is a universal language, and may our universal creator round our notes of healing upon all those in need spiritually and physically. So we do have actually a heta to have music in these classes, but I still wanted to bring David Emmanuel into our special sphere, soulful sphere classes to start the process. So we can, we'll get to the music hopefully in the right time. So to allow the Almighty to give us confidence in his plan, because Reish Pei Base means very moment, this very struggle was for my benefit. So we all know the Torah from Reish Pei Base. You know that one? Yeah, we sing to Hashem with all under Kudus Tovis. This is a very deep Torah about singing and focusing on the positive and the, the Kudus Tovis, the, the good points. Last rejoice, remembering that we win. And just as the empty chair is remembrance of loss, let the filling of that chair be the cooling. Very deep um, feedback over here. You know, there is an idea the empty chair is actually a book about Rabbi Nachman because we have the chair still in Mesharim and managed to get it out of the Ukraine. It's sitting in Mesharim over there, and we hope, please God, that Rabbi Nachman's Shechina, his, his teachings, are alive. And thank God for those who are alive. Thank God, Rav Oresh, Shlita, Lahavda Ben Chaim Chaim. His empty chair in our studio will be filled soon. And even Rav Dayelkan right now is still, we're still waiting. Uh, you know, maybe it's just the after Pesach busyness. Yes, thanks for sharing our wonderful highlight from the class together. And then they spoke in Spanish, Por Tu Bendito Amor, Live Unplugged. And that was featuring Yaakov Brandison. Ah, oh, that was the reference to the class. Okay, so that was the name of the song. Rav Elgrod on Women in the Army. Great answer. By the way, Chazak Uboruch. Shalom Rav Oresh, for the advice that the Rav's kashas are, tr are pure truth. And there's a lot of love here, lot, all the different emojis. Hug Pesach Sameach, Rav Shalom Oresh, tons of Shalom. Love the smile, Laila Tov. Rav Sholem you are a blessing and your teachings are needed. May Hashem keep you in good health, especially good spiritual health. May you live many years upon the earth. Thank you for serving Hashem and His people. Amen v'amen. Okay, so that's the uh, end of our feedback for this week. We thank you, Hashem, for everything you give us. We don't actually have the live feed on this minute except for Instagram. And we have a few people watching over there on Midnight Rabbi Inspires. But the, the class will go live, please God, tonight on all our platforms, Brothers of Israel, as you know, Facebook, Brothers of English, and and also Muna channel on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. And hopefully we'll then break it up into little pieces and give it out as little like, you know, yachats, like matzah slice, the bezasiyah, the shalal, the, the, the booty that we got from Chris Yamsuf and from Pesach. We'll give out all those pieces, those jewels of inspiration. So now let's get to our guests. We thank everyone in the studio for making this happen straight after Pesach. We missed you guys, but we were doing what we were supposed to do, eating lots of matzah. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. What kinds of matzah? I was eating those, those Ashkenazi hard nah. ones. <laughs> nah, nah, this man was eating the real still. Wow. I'd like to hear more about that. But anyway, let's hear from David Emmanuel. He came all the way. Where are you originally from, if you don't mind? Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. The, a man from Philly's in the house. Yeah. What's Philly famous for? Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Is that right? Other yeah, things? Exactly. <laughs> I, I've been once to uh, Pittsburgh and there was a famous museum I went to, Andy Warhol's museum. I don't mm -hmm. know if you've been there. I went with a WW. 
WWF, that's what it was called back then, WWE Tour around America. <laughs> so I ended up in Pittsburgh. That was a fun time. Anyway, um, back in the day. So thank you. Let's go to our guest. We, we're looking forward to his sincere soul, his wonderful smile, his talents. And uh, one of the ways I met him, just to give my personal introduction, was through our wonderful friend and guest and Talmud of the Rav, Nissan Black. He brought us together, also for Ellie Goldman, mm -hmm. hosting us. Not that he likes to be mentioned, but sorry, I did. <laughs> in Monty, we host. he was hosting us so wonderfully there when the Rav was in his last Amuna tour, which we hope will be repeated again soon. We have the opportunity to be there for a wonderful Shabbos. So that's where we met uh, in person for the first time. So great connection. Now let's hear what you have to say, brother. Let's go. So uh, my name is David. Uh, David Emmanuel Saadi, originally from Philadelphia, moved to Muncie, lived in Muncie for about three years, and Brukisham. Now I'm here in Israel, learning in Yeshiva in Yerushalayim. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, amazing. So now, what we want to hear from you because this is an Amuna class, soulful Amuna. The questions we always get are how to bring Amuna into our life. How did you from Philly? I'm sure it wasn't like as spiritual as your where you're at right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I myself like grew up like you know <laughs> traditionally, but not connected to Muna teachings, or it wasn't really you know was get a, you know go to college, get a job. You know, it was a very like standard secular life. So I don't know what your personal story. I honestly don't know that much about you. Wherever you're happy to share, like how did you get from Philly to to the Holy Land to Shalayim? Mm -hmm. You're living here now, and you're learning here, and you inspired. You know, how did mm -hmm. that happen? So, being from Philadelphia, um, I was raised in a religious family, um, one parent home. Uh, one, I had one sister, and my mom raised in a religious home. Um, wasn't a Jewish home, but it was religious. And so, I always had religion, and I always had God in my life. That was always a main focus. Um, so, yeah, and then, you know, I, I had some... I grew up with some beliefs that later on when I grew up, I didn't agree with. And um, I kind of, I made my way out of that. And, well, let me backtrack. So the beliefs that I didn't believe in was, you know, Christianity, JC, things like that. And so I started studying. I was always a person that wanted to study. I was always in, at that time, what I called the Bible. Um, I was always studying, always studying. And so... I had a friend that said, listen, you know, you should, it's, it, there's some contradictions over there in, in what you're believing. You know, you should search these things out a little bit yeah. more. Good friend. And huh? so, uh, yeah, <laughs> at that time, he wasn't a good friend because he was going against what I believed in. Uh, and so, you know. putting doubts in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I was, wow. you know, I was very stark in what I believed in. So I said, wow. no, you know, you're wrong. I'm right, whatever. And so one day I decided so you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna entertain it and I'm gonna see what you're talking about and I started to learn and I started to realize like whoa there's there's some big contradictions like things are not adding up and this was before Judaism before I knew anything about Breslov the main thing that I did secluded myself in my room and I talked to Hashem and I said I want the truth I want to know what the truth is What's like, Hashem, who are you? Started to dive in, started to like spend time with Hashem, just opening up the Tanakh and just learning and learning and learning. 
And I eventually got to the point where I put those beliefs aside, said I'm not doing it anymore. And, um, you know, that's that's really how how I came here. It reminds me a lot of of Nissim's story, like with that searching. And right. did you also, like Nissim, find the power of prayer, like an important? Of course. Well, I grew up with the power of prayer. Like I, there wasn't a moment where I wasn't praying, even before I had made the switch. Um, like I said, coming from a background like I did, it was pressed upon me. And my sister and my mom pressed the apprentice to always talk to God. Always talk to God. When Amazing. you get up in the morning, when you go to sleep, before you get to school, when you leave school, like I'm before I got on the bus for school, I dive in. You know, when I was leaving school, Hashem allowed me to get home safely. Like it was always, you know, I had hit the Buddha Duke before before I even knew about breast love. Wow. So that that's one of the, the key teachings that, you know, obviously the Rav is trying to teach the world. That Amuna is not just believing intellectually, it's, right. it's the relationship, the talking, right. the communicating, the having a conversation with God. This is something which, unfortunately, even in the Jewish world, is still a chiddish. It shouldn't mm -hmm. be. It should be simple, but mm -hmm. should be part of our simple faith. But, you know, the Ravas has to teach us this simple faith and uh, remind us. So for you, your part, your journey, it was part of your journey. Right. And so like, you can see someone like Rav Varish or Nissan Black, and they're living it like mm -hmm. in, a, in a Jewish way, like with Torah. And was there anyone online or anyone who really spoke to you? <laughs> yeah. Rabbi Tuvia Singer. Wow. Rabbi yeah, um, Michael Skobek. Wow. He's and, also um, amazing. I think there was another Rav. I'm forgetting. But those two main rabbis, that was, that was my go-to. Yeah, Tuvia Singer, so I think that's someone we have to contact at some point because his name just keeps coming up again and again and how he's yeah. really helping clarify Amuna in the world like yeah, exactly. in, a, in a very clear way and it's almost indisputable once someone talks to him because it's just such a clear approach and, uh, and we see how successful he is on his videos and everything he's doing in a real mm -hmm. way. And uh, so one of the questions that came up since Elgot's still not here and I think you're the right person to answer it, does Hashem believe in non-Jews as well, or just Jews? I mean, I mean it's obvious from your story that, that you know we have an answer, but I just want to hear from you your response. The impression is that Jews are superior to non-Jews, who are, God forbid, inferior. That's what this person's writing, unfortunately. Um, Hashem believes also in non-Jews. Um, you know what I'm saying? Everybody has uh, they're not you know they're not obligated and it's and things that we are. But you know, Hashem believes in them. I, they can they can dive and they can talk to Hashem. They can have a relationship with Hashem. You know, before I became Jewish, I had a relationship with, with Hashem. And I have the seven mitzvahs, but I know if not that they know so much about it. But mm -hmm. did that ever come up in your journey? No. Wow. So that's not so advertised, unfortunately. It, well, yeah, I I really didn't know about it. Yeah. But the thing is, so my background where I came from. I came from a, you know, black Pentecostal church, whatever, but it wasn't like a normal church. Mm. This was a church that did not celebrate Christmas, did not wow. celebrate Easter, wow. believed in keeping Shabbat, wow. didn't go to the church on Sunday. Wow. We, we didn't have a Christmas tree. Around this time, wow. my mom was taking us to the supermarket to go get my tote, wow. and, you know, she was cooking all the comets to, you know, get it out the house. Wow. And You had more Jewish upbringing than me, and I'm a traditional Jew from North London. <laughs> And seriously, I had a Christmas tree in my house. I did. 
we've got Christmas presents. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I shouldn't tell all my sins, but you know, I did. And uh, I look forward to Christmas every year. Easter bunnies. We had all that. And I, I went to shuls once in a while, like reform or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was so far away, but you know, it was, uh, yeah, Christian religion definitely influenced my upbringing. Not that, you know, we were actively choosing it, but it was the culture of England. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I went to school for the opening days, there was Christian prayers. And funny enough, what did I say? And I've said this in one of my classes. We said uh, Psalm 23. That was like the song. <laughs> I remember reading it in church next to Winston Churchill's burial site, you know, like in a fancy church in Harrow, you know, the very fancy part of London, like in terms of schooling and, it was like Eton Harrow is one of these schools and we were in ch- that kind of church and mm-hmm. saying it, you know, very, and I was thinking, wow, these words resonate, but I didn't know why, you know? Right. The, did you ever feel that? Like that like connection, like to Dovid Amalek, the Psalms, to, was that, you know, cause everyone goes through their own way. I mean, yeah, of course. So, like I said, you know, I, how we were raised, I never ate pork. Wow. You know, people ask me, oh, you're from Philadelphia. Wow, wow, wow. How? How's the cheesesteak? You know, yeah. I never had a cheesesteak. Really? Never had it. Wow. Ne- I mean, that that was one it. of the things that, <laughs> no, when I was at school, I remember this very profoundly as a kid. You know, I, once again, forgive me and forgive my parents, <laughs> but I, I didn't know better. So I went to school and a kid saw me eating ham or something like that, pork, and came up to me and said, you're Jewish. I said, mm-hmm. yeah. He said, you're not allowed to eat that. So oh, non-Jewish man. guy had to tell me <laughs> about my Judaism. So I went right. home and came to my mother and I said, uh, apparently, like, uh, you know, being Jewish, I'm not meant to eat pork and ham. She was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That she knew that was wrong, but, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't really know how to enforce it, etc. So um, another question that came up, and I think this is really, really important. How do you bring the energy? Like, what kind of experience did you have this Pesach where you're at right now? And like, how do you bring it into the rest of the year? And what's your hopes for the new year? Um, well, Pesach like this year was amazing. This being, this is my first time in Israel. I had wow. never been before. Really? Never stepped foot wow. here before. This is my first time. Wow. Um, you look so part of it already. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, when you came to visit the studio, you were like naming all the streets and you've been here and been there. And yeah. Like I get around. Yeah. <laughs> My second day in Israel, I already had a Ravkov, was on the yeah, bus. Amazing. So. <laughs> we could learn from that. Yeah. But um, Pesach here was amazing. It was it's totally different than, different than uh, Pesach in the States. But, um, you know, what I really hope to bring into the new year is just it's a time of renewal like restart and just really like changing my course and just doing better of course feel out hit the bullet dude like you know getting getting really you know better in that you know being in yeshiva all day you know you're sitting you're learning gemara tosafot rashi and all this kind of stuff and you really don't have time to sit and talk to hashem so <laughs> really, you, you know. think you'd be doing it the most in the Yeah, of course, but you're it's not. It's a different kind of focus, though. You're I mean, not. it's all Torah Hashem. Yeah. It's Hashem. But it's a different kind of uh, focus in Yeshiva days. So, what you're saying, during Pesach, you felt more strength, strengthening yeah, in your sure. Yeah, yeah. In your prayer, your halal. We spoke about halal here, you know, last last class we did. And um, that that's really important. I mean, one of the things I remember traveling with Nisim, and that was another point of connection we were traveling on tour with Nissan Black that I remember his espotidus on the trips did you mm-hmm. did you witness that yeah 
on the flights and you know most people are happy to go watch you know the latest movie yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> or whatever you know he's he's closing that and he's doing now i've got time no one's bothering me mm-hmm. it's bonus time you know right so like have you got any points of inspiration for people out there having a hard time because you're obviously developed on this and um i would say you have to get rid of the distractions you have to um speaking from my own experience this is a distraction yeah this is a distraction i'm trying not to <laughs> join the class i actually only turned on that with the feeds going good thank god but it's yeah it's a big distraction um you know you you really don't realize how much time you can spend on the phone and then after that you realize i just spent an hour on facebook looking at the same posts looking at the same stuff yeah. that hour i could have spent getting closer to hashem wow. or learning the parts or doing something that has to do with avodat hashem so i would say you just have to get rid of the distractions and take it like Time at a time. You don't. I know Rav Shalom says do an hour for to to do. People, everybody can't do that. Even for me, you know, it wasn't. I really like when I first started. I couldn't do an hour, five minutes. Then you realize you could do five minutes. Then you add on another five. It's ten minutes. Add on another five minutes. Fifteen. You you keep adding on, and um, you know the the more you grow, you realize like talking to Hashem is not a burden. It's like oh, I gotta talk to Hashem. It's like no, nah, I wanna go talk to Hashem. I want to tell him about my day. I want to like mm. scream out to Hashem. Hashem, I want to be closer to you. I want like. Mm. That's really inspiring, man. So, David Emmanuel, one, I want to ask about your name, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. And the second question that it was included in the previous one, what's your hopes and dreams now? Like you've, thank God, in this kind of mindset, what are you mm. hoping for? So my name, um, this was, okay, so let me backtrack. So, yeah, I told you about the church or whatever. We didn't, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't do all this kind of stuff. It was like a messianic kind of, you know, whatever thing. Um, I went to public school. I went to the charter school. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the only kid there with a yarmulke on. I wore wow. my yarmulke every day. Wow. My 12th grade senior project was about Israel, even though I had never been. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, um, it it was everything. So... Once I stopped believing in that, you know, theology and stuff like that, yeah. I actually moved on to a never shul in Philadelphia. Um, it's all African American shul where a lot of my other family members go. Um, they also too at one point had believed in Christianity and JC. And one day the leader got up, the founder got up and said, "This is complete bogus. Like this is wow. this is against the Torah, whatever." And so everybody switched over and they started to do like tourist services. That must have been a big moment. Yeah. They acquired tourist scrolls and started to, yeah, of course, of course. Tension. So I tell you a very interesting thing. I was about 10 years old. This is before I had got to the show. 10 years old. I was still, you know, believing in JC, whatever. And I was very intrigued by this show. This is before I even knew I had family members over there. And one day, one it was one Shabbat. I asked my grandma. I said, "Drive me pet to the shul," and she drove me past it. And I said, "Stop the car." Ten, I'm ten years old. I looked at it and I told my grandma. I said, "Mark my words. One day I'm going to go to that shul." Wow. I didn't step foot. And you didn't in, know where that was coming from. 
the fucking Never you know. just knew it from a feeling I just, inside. I just knew it. And why? Because growing up the way that I did, I was always into into Judaism. Wow. So um I was I said that at ten years old. It wasn't until I'm gonna say I was twenty years old. So ten ten years later, I actually not only stepped foot in that shul, but I became a member of that shul. That's where I learned how to read Hebrew. That's where I got my first Aliyah to the So I learned how to read Hebrew in two weeks. Wow. Two weeks. I had never knew I couldn't I couldn't tell you the difference between the Aleph and the Bet and the Gimel, whatever. But I didn't just know. Went like that. I went on YouTube, watching videos. Get on I YouTube. learned. I didn't have that when I came here. <laughs> I had to bang away at like this funny like Upan book. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah. And when I learned, I, I told him, I said, I know how to read Hebrew now. I'm going to yeah. get called up for Aliyah. I got called up for Aliyah. And the first time, I still, still to this day, I don't know what this feeling was. First time I held the Sefer Torah, it didn't even feel like I was holding it. It was like I was like one with the Torah. Wow. It's just like, because when I looked at it, I said, wow, that's a big scroll like I'm, yeah. and I'm not that you know I'm not a big guy so I'm like this is yeah. like gonna be heavy I grabbed it and it was like yeah. I was just like wow like, it was it was crazy so I noticed something on your glasses seems like you've got your own brand of glasses <laughs> David Emmanuel is that true or no I just got these customized okay, cool. <laughs> so what's the name like tell us so the name. David when, Emmanuel so when I got to the show and stuff like yeah. that they basically told me they said you need a Hebrew name you gotta choose a name so my middle name that my mom gave me is emmanuel and so i said okay so you know that's hebrew why don't name. you know why why don't i keep that yeah. so they said no i think uh maybe you should look at the name david i said david you know so i said okay fine so one of my family members this is after somebody had came to me and said david five minutes later somebody else came to me and said, I think your name should be David. Wow. So I'm just like, okay, Hashem. I went home. What I do? It's about the dude. Said Hashem, what's my name? What What is my Hebrew name? So I did a lot of davening, and I decided with David. I said I'm going to keep my middle name. It's yeah. a nice name. Yeah. That's the Beautiful. name that my mom gave me from yeah. from birth. It's like beloved and, of God. Uh, and... Yeah. Yeah. And then Saadia. She also has a Muna in there as yeah. well. Yeah. So Saadia, uh, my Minhag is Yemenite, right? Uh-huh. So, um, and that's the story in itself. Wow. So everybody knows Saadia is a very, uh, yeah. very Yemenite name. Sure. But when I when I moved to New York and I was in Yeshiva, I wasn't being supported. I wasn't, you know, it was kind of, you know, I really took that charge to this is what I want to do. Yeah. And so I realized, I said, the only person supporting me is Hashem. Wow. I, I didn't make it here without Hashem. Wow. So I said, I, I have to add that name on. I have to. Wow. Sadia, wow. So the full name is David Emmanuel Sadia. Right. Beautiful. And in terms of uh, what, when we were asking about your dreams, like what, mm-hmm. what do you hope now that you're, thank God, living here and, you know, you've, already featured and a lot of missing blacks, you know, tours and videos and, you know, you were there at the Hanukkah song, you mm-hmm. know, you're there in New York and there's a whole month of going on and, you know, you've been met a lot of special people, it seems like we are talking about Lachaim OG, who we hope to have in our studio soon, he's one of your friends and, mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm sure you've got a lot, a lot of other common friends that we both share. And so the the, the whole avoda now, like, is to you, someone just, yeah, everything's good. So just let us know, like, what what is your dreams? I mean, what, we want to know. We want to be part of your journey. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the, you know, our blessing for you. So my dreams are um, staying in yeshiva, learning. Um, eventually, I'm going to go get smicha. Just trying to keep down the secret, but it's not wow. a secret anymore. Um, <laughs> and really just serving Hashem and helping people, you know. When I when I moved to New York and I met people, Baruch Hashem, um, I was able to be helped by a lot of people, a lot of people, you know. And so somebody helped my dreams to come true. Somebody yeah. helped me to get here to Israel. So yeah. I want to... That's how we keep the cycle going. Somebody help me, so when I'm able to do it, I'm going to help somebody else. Yeah, that's what it's about. I mean, like, me personally, if there wasn't, and back then it wasn't online, but if there mm-hmm. wasn't Chabad, if there wasn't yeah, Osamer, exactly, and Aisha Torah and all these amazing yeah. programs, we doing the outreach back then, all these people hosting, I personally would never have made it here. Like Chabad.org was my yeah. rabbi before. <laughs> yeah. That Chabad.org helped me a lot. So we also have Breslev.com, we shouldn't forget. But we thank God have our do have our own sites. And on there we have the love, the people, I like to say all people. Mm-hmm. They put the people of Israel, but we have a revised version somewhere with total devotion. I think this is another version. Loving everyone unconditionally. That's better. That's more my style. Like I'll take that. We'll give you a copy. I was in lo- I was looking for one downstairs. We just gave you a bunch of books, David Emmanuel, from the Rav of the Garden of Amuna from our site. As you can see from the back, there's a whole big, nice list of Garden of Amuna books. So you've got a decent amount of them now because you came one time for the Garden of Riches. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. helped with the riches. Yeah. <laughs> now you've got uh, even more. Or you've got almost all of them now, thank God. And we've gave a few other fun little knickknacks. But this book, The One as a Gratitude, is the latest book from the Rav. We hope to get a book soon, specifically on the Avis Israel. We need to get it first in Hebrew. I'm sure they're in the process of getting it written right as we speak. And then we'll get it translated into the languages from Rav Oresh. Um, we're still waiting on Rav Dain Algred. It could be that because of everything with Pesach, and being that he's a Dain and a Rav, he just wasn't able to make it this first class after Pesach. But... We are definitely learning a lot from you, David Emanuel. So we don't feel the lack that Rav Dain Elgin himself isn't here. Um, one of the questions we also, how do you bring the Amuna of Pesach into the rest of the year? I sort of feel like you answered that. That's like a spodidus, Amuna, making time for it. Right. You would say that that really would be the energy. I mean, did did you feel like, you know, the, the experience of eating matzah and being in, in the Holy Land and... Is there anything you want to like just share, like any stories, anything you experienced being here? Um, being here is just it's it's different. You you can really connect to Hashem being here. Um, my first two weeks of being here, you know, before the whole thing at the Kota and the old city started, you know, going crazy. My yeshiva is in Beit Hakerem, yeah. so from Beit Hakerem to the old city is like almost an hour walk. Wow. Uh, Lel Shabbat, I would walk from Yeshiva and walk to the Kotel. Wow. Late at night, no, like almost nobody's there. Pull up yeah, a chair. It's beautiful. Though. And just talk to Hashem. And my son goes there also. Two of my sons, actually. It's also near to David and Melas Keva, your name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been there a few yeah. times? Special, no? 
Shari Sion, Kate, there over there. So, Baruch Hashem. So, we look, we're very excited you came. Now, the other question we have is Spheris Oma. Mm. How do we count from the second eye of Pesach Tul Shavuot with more meaning? And we already discussed about music, Cholam We already got a heter from Abdain God. So there are halachas during Svira. But how do we count? Like, how have you, being now in Israel, you're counting here. It's a different kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's a different energy. It's mm-hmm. like it's alive. It's everywhere. You go into a shul, we see it on the, the walls and the signs. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about Svira. So it's a different vibe. Maybe then, you know, I personally haven't really lived so much outside of Israel during this time period. But can you give us some insight how to count with more meaning Sphere up to Shavuos? Um, really, we're going from Pesach and we're going to Matan Torah, accepting the Torah. And so these in-between days is really a period to prepare yourself to receive the Torah. It's really in antici- anticipation. You know, I know we have Halakhot and, you know, Avilut and everything, but you still should be Simcha, like, it, it's almost time. Every night, it's like we get one day closer to receiving the Torah. Wow. It's the best gift, wow. the best gift that anybody can get. So, have Simcha you, and, yeah. Have you counted Sphere in a breast of Minion? No, I haven't. So I, I wish Ravel Good was here, or even better, the Rav, I mean, they're both amazing, but mm-hmm. they, they would give us insight to the kind of, you know, sakas, the koilas, the screaming, the anticipation, the, mm-hmm. how it manifests in the breast of Minion when they're praying for, you know, the Sphere Sa'oma, they're counting the Sphere. There's a tremendous, you know, energy, and it's a long process, not just like, say the blessing and count. Mm-hmm. It's it's the whole build-up, the feeders before, the L'Shem Kudshu Berchu, and then afterwards, the... You know, we count, and then there's Harachaman, and Lamnat Seach, and Abukayach, Rabbanashalam. But they say it with so much energy, and wow. and then there's a thing to dance afterwards, even though Sphere, you're not meant to really dance. But by, by my shul, where I pray, is a Chesidish shul, Tolna Rebbe, so we always dance after every counting, mm-hmm. even during Sphere. And go, it's not like a wild dance, you know, a very Masuda Dika dance, but Seda Dika dance. We go around and we sing Ayudeze. Uh, Mm-hmm. That through this mitzvah of Sphere, there should be Shefa, a tremendous Shefa in all the worlds, not just right. in this world, in all the worlds. Whatever divine abundance, this abundance that the mitzvah counting Sphere brings. You know, so it's, it's definitely recommended, like I know myself being here now over 20 something years, 23, 4 years, and now it's a Kodesh and living in Yushalayim and Beit Shemesh, Beit are the place I've lived. It's very kadai to go around to see other minhagim, other customs. Mm-hmm. Have you done that a little bit while you've been here? Uh, not really. Okay, so <laughs> it's good you came by. It's, it's kadai one time to come, for example, we had Halal mm-hmm. in by Ravorish during Cholomed, to come one of the times, Rosh Chodesh coming up, Rosh Chodesh Iyah to come here next week mm-hmm. on I think a Sunday, I think Rosh Chodesh, yeah? Yom Rishon is, uh, is, is uh, Rosh Chodesh, so we're going to have a band. I, I don't know if during Sphere they have a band, Sphere? After, maybe. So the studio will clarify that. <laughs> we'll clarify it, yeah. But they, they should definitely be singing and dancing, even though it's Svira because of Rosh Chodesh and the idea of Simcha in our generation. Like Rev. Elgar Paskin, it was an important point he brought out, and we're bringing it out again today. That in our generation, we need the music, we need right, the joy. Yeah. You know, everyone's going through a lot of internal internal struggles that maybe on the previous generation didn't have, and you right. know, it's amazing. Like. Wow, like your journey, like you're, you're, 
reminding us that what a gift we have, the Torah, what a gift it is to be an Eretz Israel, what a gift it is to have a Muna, to have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You know, even your name, David Emmanuel, like it's and Sadi as well, speaks with that. So, you know, we really appreciate you to making the time. You know, we want to just ask you now, before we end off the class, and the shame of Dinah wasn't here, but this is all, you know, with a Muna. Yeah. yeah. He knew, he hopefully knew about it. I did have the reminders and the emails and all the things. But Baruch Hashem, Everything's Minashamayim, and we we trust if he's not here and the Rav as well is it's Minashamayim. So you know, you guys listening, thank God we have our weekly classes, and please God you can hear from Avorish all the clips we make, and I'll be giving my class on Tuesday live, three thirty here, and we'll talk more about what we discussed today and hopefully some other ideas. But want to end off though with David Emmanuel, our special guest. Do you have something that really st- like stuck out from you from Pesach, from one of your rabbis, from? Just something that really is meaningful for you that we can take and end this class with. Um, it's gonna sound redundant, but I was I was actually reading a suffer from Rav Shalom, oh. and he said um, he was calling Rabbi Nachman yeah. about tefillah. Like tefillah is everything. You right. can accomplish anything through tefillah, and so um, really for me, it's getting rid of the distractions and really like this year taking my Avodah Tashim higher than what it was wow. in the past years wow. and uh I forget which suffer it, it talks about but he says uh high Kedusha high holiness in in English and wow. he taught he he talks about like just you really gotta like press you really gotta like maybe the new light the you, new light safer no it's a, it's a blue one Blue one. So it's for men only. The the men only one. Oh, garden of purity. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you have a copy. I put another one in there. I, think. I have somebody else's copy. Okay. So now I have my own copy, so okay. I can give them there. <laughs> give it back. Yeah. But um, I'm telling you that stuff. I was just reading it last night. Late yeah. last night, Moti Shabbat, and they it gave me like so much oh. to take my avodah to Shem higher and higher. So, but even when you do that, like Rav Shalom says in the book. Don't just do it. You got to dive in. Yeah. After every chapter, you got to dive in. Hashem, help me to do this. Don't just, like, do it. Just Yeah, I mean, like the, the, our generation is such a challenge, like Kedusha, holiness, yeah. like personal holiness. And you see everything yeah. that's going on in the world and all yeah. kinds of stuff and these, you know, like the, the whole uh, agenda with the, you know, the him and the them and the, yeah, like you just genders and things, you just yeah. see how bad the world is getting it's like i yeah. i can't be mixing with it i have to like go higher and higher i gotta make sure that i'm in with hashem and i gotta make sure that i'm like really protected and like manage yeah. well that's that's how we'll end off with a blessing that please god david emmanuel said it will find a soulmate in a good time man oh man yeah, and that's something that's just, you know, a very big part of personal holiness that you're mm-hmm. working on. And it definitely is a big segula and a big merit that the more you work and the more you pray on these things, the more your merit, your soulmate. It's a continuous process, even when you found the soulmate. And I myself being married for over 20 years, you still got to work on your personal holiness and listen to the book, the teachings of the Rav, you know, the Garden of Peace and all the other books that he has there. How Shalom Bias is something which is a, a long term process of endless avoda of and in a good way in a in a happy way in an energized way especially I just, after i just finished that book know, yeah. in peace now i'm about to oh. start it again <laughs> oh wow amazing that's nissen black's favorite favorite safer. that's his like 
golden, you know, uh, dove safer. Like that's the one that's given him the biggest boost in in mm-hmm. his career and his shot and bias and everything he's doing. And that that was the book that really he's when he's come to the studio. That's the one he's pushing over, you know, to to the world that everyone should read the Garden of Peace. And and it's funny because that was the most controversial book last year um, in the podcast world. There was a bunch of podcasts, and we specifically one talking about it. And the rough said everything there is from Sadiqim, everything there has, can be understood. But it, what Nissim said and Yosef Brown said the same thing. And it's very, very important. And your example of this, and that's why it's a blessing to have you on our class today, is that it's, unless you're applying the teachings of Rav Oresh, you can't mm-hmm. really understand them. Right. Unless you're living it, and like you came through that way of Amunah and Espolidus, mm-hmm. that's the key to then really understand what Rav Oresh's teachings are right, about. Exactly. So really, it's just almost like a... You know, a disclaimer to these classes that to really understand Rav Oresh's teachings and what we're doing here in our studio and everything we're trying to do is we have to be developing our relationship with Hashem and Emuna and Espolidus. We have to be doing it to really understand it. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't, it's not an intellectual thing because some of these parts are just misunderstood because they're not right. applying it. They're yeah, looking exactly. at it intellectually. And then they miss the 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 the, the neshama, the soul of the teachings, mm-hmm. and the soul of the teachings come alive when your relationship with Hashem is alive, right. and that that's the key that you know everyone should realize that that's how it how it all makes sense, all the books and all the teachings, everything we're doing here, even the challenges like not having Rav Dino well, join too, us. When you yeah. sorry to interrupt, but yeah. when we re- when we Adding. received the Torah, yeah, what did they say? Yeah, they said we're gonna hear first, or we're gonna do first. Masa Anishma. So you have to, what do you have to do? You have to do the Hittable to do. You have to believe. And then later on, you're going to understand, oh, that's what the Rav was saying. I can only understand that through Davina. I can only understand that because through my Hittable to do, Hashem revealed to me what the Rav was trying to say in the book. So when I'm reading it, oh, yeah, I don't understand. But let me close in. Hashem, allow me to understand, like, what's going on in this book. Allow me to, you know, give me the understanding. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the hits to do. I'm going to, you know, do what the Rav is saying. And then later on, you're going to understand it. So that's amazing. So that's the soulful sphere that we're experiencing of 2022. The soulful sphere experiencing with David Emmanuel. He came. We didn't even have Rav Dan Ergo, but he filled in the space amazingly. He did a great job. Thank you for joining us for our 68th Amuna class. I don't take for granted all these special guests that come. We're hoping in the future to have L'chaim Moji. We're still reaching out to Rudy Rochman, Yosef Aharon, Achazan to come back again, Chef for Judah Shah. There's a long list of people that we hope to bring in. The Waterbury boys haven't given up on them. So hopefully soon, and, and we still haven't given up on the Munitors. There's no reason why we can't come join you in person in LA, Brooklyn, Arizona, Texas, UK, even Philly. Yeah, we're going, we're going <laughs> Need tra- it in Philly, need it. Go there. Yeah, we'll, Please, track down, go there. we'll track down Will Smith. <laughs> The Fresh Prince, he needs it. I don't know if he's there anymore. I think he's in LA, no? No, but he definitely needs it, though. Yeah, he needs, he needs the Amuna books. Yeah, so we're all agreement that, you know, we spoke about before the, the hug. We spoke about the hug. Mm-hmm. Instead of the slap, we need yeah, to give yeah. more hugs. Yeah, need a hug. Yeah, we should have just given Chris Rock a hug. What was the slapping business? Yeah? It's bit love, no? That's what it's about. You know, what happened to the Will Smith we all grew up with, with the love? Yeah, know? exactly. You know, I, he needs a uh, Uncle Phil to put him in place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the form of Ravorish. <laughs> Is that right, Uncle Phil? That <laughs> was good memory. Anyway, it just shows you how iconic he was. 
Anyways, we'll end off the class with Amuna. And remember, Spodotus, you've got all the books online. You can order them now. Bring it to the neighbors. Bring it to the friends. Even get a copy to Will Smith. Someone out there, mm-hmm. get it to Jade <laughs> Smith. I think she needs even more. The whole family, get it to the Smith family. They need it. The world needs it. The world needs Amuna. And please, God, we'll see that, you know, the, the true triumphant people from coming out of Philly, like Rocky, like superheroes are, are sitting in our studio, sitting in Yushalayim. Thank God there's hope for us all. We can all transform our journey and even myself as well. Like, like I said, I, it seems like you had more Jewish upbringing than I did. <laughs> and, I, you know, it just shows you like how Hashem is guiding us all back to him, all the souls. And uh, we thank Hashem for it. We say thank you, Hashem. Any song you have uh, to end off the class? Any song you like? No. No. You don't want to hear me sing. It's, it's <laughs> not uh... What about we put a Nissan song on the video, like Higher? That you can do, but you, okay. me well, singing, you don't want to hear. We'll to put the song. You <laughs> like that song, Higher? Yeah, for sure, yeah. Yeah, that's the song. So we'll put try put a song at the end of this class if it gets there. We'll ask the studio team to do that. Higher, I know it's Rhea Summer, so if you're strict about it, turn it off. But we're going to put on the song Higher. Let's, take, let's go higher with all our wonderful friends. Please, God, and we're looking forward to our next Amuna class. Join us this time next week, and uh, the guests will be announced during the week. Hopefully, Lachaim OG, but there's other people as well. We'll see how it works out. Thanks again. Be blessed in everything. Amen, amen, amen. And join us with Amuna Global. Amen. know you're so special, yes you are You know you're his superstar, superstar No matter near or far, he's beside you He's behind you Been dreaming about the finish and the winning Gathering holy sparks up at the ending from the little Nakudas that was in us Separating the real from the pretenders Not a contender, the holy one on my speed dial We've been conversating for a long while Shed a couple tears, but it's clear now Operation Exile ends now Redemption Oh, I cannot wait, I've been waiting so long How much can I take all this weight I can't hold I just may crumble, I'm ready to fold, fold, fold Confession of words, please erase all my wrongs Please take me higher, put me in your arms I'm holding tighter, please don't let me go Take me For very many years I heard it mentioned But it became surreal, how can we miss it? Feel the light of the Shekhinah and then we kiss it I've been waiting to take it, I wanna celebrate it I've been yearning for it, burning now I lack patience I don't know what to do, I give it all up I don't know how to move, I give it all up, yeah Oh, I cannot wait, I've been waiting so long How much can I take all this weight I can't hold? I just may crumble, I'm ready to fold, fold, fold Confession of words, please erase all my wrongs Please take me higher, put me in your arms I'm holding tighter, please don't let me go Take me
you're so special Yes, you are You know you're his superstar Superstar No matter near or far He's beside you He's behind you Oh, I cannot wait, I've been waiting so long How much can I take all this weight I can't hold I just may crumble, I'm ready to fold, fold, fold Confession of force, please erase all my wrongs Please take me higher, put me in your arms I'm holding tighter, please don't let me go, go. Take me Welcome to our 68th Amuna class in Yushalayim Kodesh, and we have the wonderful, wonderful pleasure of David Emmanuel Sadia in the house. Say hello. Shalom Aleichem. Yes, this is our 68th Amuna class, and it's a big pleasure to be in this wonderful studio again. We are praying, praying strong for Rav Shalom Orish. He was celebrating Mamuna last night. We wish everyone a happy Mamuna, who, those who celebrate our fellow Moroccan Jewish friends. And it's a very exciting time because we're just after Pesach, a lot of energy, a lot of light, a lot of inspiration, especially with Amuna. Amuna is our future focus classes. Amuna class kind of mindset has all been hopefully renewed and vitalized with the Matzah, with the Chag Amuna, the festival of Amuna and all the Garden of Amuna books and pamphlets and everything that we do here, all the videos, all the classes are all coming alive in your daily life. That's our biggest wish, especially Rav Arish Shlita. So let's now dedicate the 68th class to the success of our special guest, David Emmanuel Sadia, and a special elevation, Havda Ben Chaim Chaim, to the soul of Chaim Kanievsky, Zatzal. Soulful guests, yeah, we have David in person, but we also, David Emmanuel in person, we also have all the souls, thank God, of the Siddiquim helping us, Rabbi Nachman, Ben Fager, Rabbi Nachman Simcha, all the Siddiquim are here with us, guiding us. We welcome all our guests of the Holy Land and online, all you joining us, all the souls joining us online, and so many inspired followers. We've seen our classes, thank God, growing to the thousands. Blessings to our special guests and Amunah staff and all, Amen. Now, to the full healing, to be rid of all these kinds of corona things, they've actually just got rid of the masks here. Yeah. However, they're still making you wear them on the flights, which, you know, we pray that should also go soon, because it has in America, thank God, mostly. And have a refuah shleima, especially Rav Shalom Orish, Rav Shalom Ben Yemna, and Tehila Rivka Bas Masha, Hannah Bas Frida. They should all have a refuah shleima. We hope to have the rab back in our class. These classes are your dedication yeah these are for you 
and also to the elevation of the souls of humanity and specifically Gedalia Sanya Rahmadunov and Gedalia. We appreciate everyone joining us. We wish everyone a good week. Coming up this Shabbos Tuzuli, Shabbos Mavarakim Khodish Eos. So we're the climaxing Khodish Nissan. We wish you a good Khodish for then. Healthy, energized spring, summer days. Everyone's very big men hug, big custom to wish each other a healthy summer. Svira, don't forget to count the Svira Saoma all the way to Shavuos. These are special classes of Svira energy, soulful Svira. Sheramuna Global, that's the most important part of our class. Get this out there. Now let's go to your feedback. Happy Pesach, Passover. God bless you. God bless Israel. God bless Ukraine. God, God bless you all. Shalom. Someone else wrote, B'Shem Hashem, Happy Passover. People have been sending names to the Rav. We had uh, Lel Seder, Shrishal Pesach. People send lots of names. Happy Mamuna. Yes, we had a wonderful video of the Rav sitting there celebrating last night with all his Talmidim and close people came by to get a blessing. What a vibe, someone wrote. Closer we might be to the secrets of music in the base of English. This was based on last week's class. But even how much music has broadened in short period of time. Not in the scope of styles, but substance of musical girth. All right, that's very nice language. Suggesting there is much, much more that if our culture can improve music this amount, that I look forward greatly to the tunes and the time that to come. So that's all big, great feedback. that We've had a bunch of musical guests. We had 613 Devakers, we had um, Aaron Levy, we had Yosef Daniel, we had the band, The Returning Light. We've had a lot of good guests musically over the last few months. Eliezer Kosoi, yes, thank you, Rav, and lovely music. The MC is the best. Well, that's very nice. Music is a universal language, and may our universal creator round our notes of healing upon all those in need, spiritually and physically. So we do have actually a heta to have music in these classes, but I still wanted to bring David Emmanuel into our special spirit, soulful spirit classes to start the process. So we can, we'll get to the music hopefully in the right time. So to allow the Almighty to give us confidence in his plan, because Reish Pei Base means very moment, this very struggle was for my benefit. So we all know the Torah from Reish Pei Base. You know that one? From Inach Mazamar Alakai Ba'odi. Yeah, we sing to Hashem with all our Nakudas Tovas. This is a very deep Torah about singing and focusing on the positive and the Nakudas Tovas, the, the good points. Let us rejoice remembering that we win. And just as the empty chair is remembrance of loss, let the filling of that chair be the cooling. Very deep um, feedback over here. You know, there is an idea the empty chair is actually a book about Rabbi Nachman because we have the chair still in Mesharim and managed to get it out of the Ukraine. It's sitting in Mesharim over there. And we hope, please God, that Rabbi Nachman's Shechina, his, his teachings are alive. And thank God for those who are alive. Thank God, Rav Oresh, Shlita, Lahavda bin Khan Bechaim. His empty chair in our studio will be filled soon. And even Rav Dayan right now is still, we're still waiting. Uh, you know, maybe it's just the after Pesach busyness. Yes, thanks for sharing our wonderful highlight from the class together. And then they spoke in Spanish, Por tu bendito amor, live unplugged. And that was featuring Yaakov Brandis and Ah, oh, that was the reference to the class. Okay, so that was the name of the song. Rav Elgod on Women in the Army. Great answer. By the way, Chazak Uboruch. Shalom Ravorish, Todaraba for the advice that the Rav's kashas are, tr are pure truth. And there's a lot of love here, and all the different emojis. Hag Pesach Sameach, Rav Shalom Orish, tons of Shalom. Love the smile, Laila Tov. Rav Sholem Alish, you are a blessing and your teachings are needed. 
May Hashem keep you in good health, especially good spiritual health. May you live many years upon the earth. Thank you for serving Hashem and His people. Amen v'amen. Okay, so that's the uh, end of our feedback for this week. We thank you, Hashem, for everything you give us. We don't actually have the live feed on this minute except for Instagram. And we have a few people watching over there on Midnight Rabbi Inspires. But the, the class will go live, please God, tonight on all our platforms, Brothers of Israel, as you know, Facebook, Brothers of English, and and also Muna channel on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. And hopefully we'll then break it up into little pieces and give it out as little like, you know, yachats, like matzah slice, the bezosiyah, the shalal, the, the, the booty that we got from Chris Yamsuf and from Pesach. We'll give out all those pieces, those jewels of inspiration. So now let's get to our guests. We thank everyone in the studio for making this happen straight after Pesach. We missed you guys, but we were doing what we were supposed to do, eating lots of matzah. Is that right? Yeah. What kinds of matzah? I was eating those, those Ashkenazi hard ones. No, no, this man was eating the real still. Wow, I'd like to hear more about that. But anyway, let's hear from David Emmanuel. He came all the way. Where's you originally from? Can you don't mind? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. A man from Philly's in the house. Yeah. What's Philly famous for? Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Is that right? Other yeah, things? Exactly. <laughs> I've, I've been once to uh, Pittsburgh and there was a famous museum I went to, Andy Warhol's museum. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've been there. I went with a WW. F, that's what it was called back then, WWE tour around America. So I ended up in Pittsburgh. That was a fun time. Anyway, um, back in the day. So thank you. Let's go to our guest. We, we're looking forward to his sincere soul, his wonderful smile, his talents. And uh, one of the ways I met him, just to give my personal introduction, was through our wonderful friend and guest and Talmud of the Rav, Nissan Black. He brought us together. Also through Ellie Goldman mm-hmm. hosting us. Not that he likes to be mentioned, but sorry I did. In Monsi, we hosted, he was hosting us so wonderfully there when the Rav was in his last Amuna tour, which we hope will be repeated again soon. We have the opportunity to be there for a wonderful Shabbos. So that's where we met uh, in person for the first time. So great connection. Now let's hear what you have to say, brother. Let's go. So uh, my name is David. Uh, David Emmanuel Saadi, originally from Philadelphia, moved to Muncie, lived in Muncie for about three years. And Baruch Hashem, now I'm here in Israel, learning in Yeshiva, in Yerushalayim. So, uh, yeah. Amazing. So what we want to hear from you, because this is an Amuna class, a soulful Amuna, the questions we always get are how to bring Amuna into our life. How did you, from Philly, I'm sure it wasn't like as spiritual as you're, where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I myself like grew up like, you know, traditionally, but not connected to Muna teachings, or it wasn't really, you know, it's get, you know, go to college, get a job, you know, it was a very like standard secular life. So I don't know what your personal story, I honestly don't know that much about you. Whatever you're happy to share, like, how did you get from Philly to to the Holy Land, to Shalayim? Mm-hmm. You're living here now, and you're learning here, and you've inspired, you know, how did that happen? So, being from Philadelphia, um, I was raised in a religious family, um, one parent home, uh, one, I had one sister and my mom raised in a religious home, um, wasn't a Jewish home, but it was religious. And so I always had religion and I always had God in my life. That was always a main focus. Um, so yeah. And then, you know, I, I had some, I grew up with some beliefs that later on when I grew up, I didn't agree with and um, 
I kind of, I made my way out of that. And, well, let me backtrack. So, the beliefs that I didn't believe in was, you know, Christianity, JC, things like that. And so, I started studying. I was always a person that wanted to study. I was always in, at that time, what I called the Bible. Um, I was always studying, always studying. And so, I had a friend that said, listen, you know, you should... It's, it, there's some contradictions over there in, in what you're believing. You know, you should search these things out a little bit well, more. Good friend, And huh? so, uh, yeah, <laughs> at that time, he wasn't a good friend because he was going against what I believed in. Uh, and so, you know. He was putting doubts in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I was, well, you know, I was very stark in what I believed in. So I said, well, no, you know, you're wrong. I'm right, whatever. And so one day I decided, say, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna entertain it and I'm going to see what you're talking about. And I started to learn and I started to realize, like, whoa, there's, there's some big contradictions. Like, things are not adding up. And this was before Judaism, before I knew anything about breast love. The main thing that I did, secluded myself in my room, and I talked to Hashem, and I said, I want the truth. I want to know what the truth is. What's, like, Hashem, who are you? Started to dive in started to like spend time with Hashem just opening up the Tanakh and just learning and learning and learning and I eventually got to the point where I put those beliefs aside said I'm not doing it anymore and um you know that's that's really how how I came here it reminds me a lot of of Nisim's story like with that searching and right. did you also like Nisim find the power of prayer like an important of course well I grew up with the power of prayer. Like I, there wasn't a moment where I wasn't praying, even before I had made the switch. Um, like I said, coming from a background like I did, it was pressed upon me and my sister and my mom pressed it upon us to always talk to God, always talk to God. When Amazing. you get up in the morning, when you go to sleep, before you get to school, when you leave school, like I'm. Before I got on the bus for school, I dive in. You know, when I was leaving school, Hashem allowed me to get home safely. Like, it was always, you know, I had hit the bullet dupe before before I even knew about breast love. Wow. So that that's one of the, the key teachings that, you know, obviously the Rav is trying to teach the world that Amunah is not just believing intellectually. It's, right. it's the relationship, the talking, right. the communicating. They're having a conversation with God. This is something which, unfortunately, even in the Jewish world, is still a chiddush. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be. It should be simple, but mm-hmm. should be part of our simple faith. But, you know, the rabbis has to teach us this simple faith and uh, remind us. So for you, your part, your journey, it was part of your journey. Right. And so like you can see someone like Rav Voresh or Nissen Black, and they're living it, like, mm-hmm. in, a, in a Jewish way, like with Torah. And was there anyone online or anyone who really spoke to you? Yeah. Yeah. Rabbi Tuvia Singer. Wow. Rabbi yeah, he's amazing. Um, Michael Skobek. Wow. He's and, also um, amazing. I think there was another Rav. I'm forgetting. But those two main rabbis, that was that was my go-to. Yeah, Tuvia Singer. So I think that's someone we have to contact at some point because his name just keeps coming up again and again and how he's yeah. really helping clarify Amuna in the world, like yeah, exactly. in a in a very clear way and it's almost indisputable once someone talks to him because it's just such a clear approach and uh, and we see how successful he is on his videos and everything he's doing in a real mm-hmm. way 
And uh, so one of the questions that came up since Rabbi Elgood's still not here, and I think you're the right person to answer it. Does Hashem believe in non-Jews as well or just Jews? I mean, I mean, it's obvious from your story that, that, you know, we have an answer, but I just want to hear from you, your response. The impression is that Jews are superior to non-Jews who are, God forbid, inferior. That's what this person's writing, unfortunately. Um, Hashem believes also in non-Jews. Um, you know what I'm saying? Everybody has, uh, they're not, you know, they're not obligated and mitzvot and things that we are, but... You know, Hashem believes in them. I, they can they can dive and they can talk to Hashem. They can have a relationship with Hashem. You know, before I became Jewish, I had a relationship with, with Hashem. And I have the seven mitzvahs, but I know if not that they know so much about it. But mm-hmm. did that ever come up in your journey? No. Wow. So that's not so advertised, unfortunately. It, well, yeah, I, I really didn't know about it. Yeah. But the thing is, so my background where I came from, I came from, uh, you know, black Pentecostal church, whatever, but it wasn't like a normal church. Oh. This was a church that did not celebrate Christmas, did not wow. celebrate Easter, wow. believed in keeping Shabbat, wow. didn't go to the church on Sunday. Wow. We didn't have a Christmas tree. Around this time, wow. my mom was taking us to the supermarket to go get my tote, wow. and, you know, she was cooking all the comments to, you know, get it out the house. Right. And You had more Jewish upbringing than me, and I'm a traditional Jew from North London. <laughs> And seriously, I had a Christmas tree in my house. I did. We got Christmas presents. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I shouldn't tell all my sins, but you know, I did. And uh, I look forward to Christmas every year. Easter bunnies. We had all that. And I, I went to shuls once in a while, like reform or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was so far away, but you know, it was, uh, yeah, Christian religion definitely influenced my upbringing. Not that you know we were actively choosing it, but it was the culture of England and. Mm-hmm. You know, when I went to school for the opening days, there was Christian prayers. And funny enough, what did I say? And I've said this in one of my classes. We said uh, Psalm 23. That was like the song. <laughs> I remember reading it in church next to Winston Churchill's burial site, you know, like in a fancy church in Harrow, you know, the very fancy part of London, like in terms of schooling. And it was like Eton Harrow is one of these schools. And we were in that kind of church. And mm-hmm saying it you know very and i was thinking wow these words resonate but i didn't know why you know right uh, did you ever feel that like that like connection like to david Amalek, to psalms to was that you know because everyone goes through their own way I mean, yeah of course so like i said you know i how we were raised i never ate pork wow. you know people ask me oh you're from philadelphia wow, wow, wow. how how's the cheesesteak you know yeah. i never had a cheesesteak really never had it wow I mean, that that was one of the things that, (laughs) no, when I was at school, I remember this very profoundly as a kid, you know, once again, forgive me and forgive my parents, but I I didn't know better. So I went to school and a kid saw me eating ham or something like that, pork, and came up to me and said, you're Jewish. I said, Mm -hmm. yeah. So you're not allowed to eat that. So a non-Jewish guy had to tell me (laughs) about my Judaism. So I went home and came to my mother. And I said, uh, apparently, like, uh, you know, being Jewish, I'm not meant to eat pork and ham. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That she knew that was wrong, but, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't really know how to enforce it, etc. So um, another question that came up, and I think this is really, really important. How do you bring the energy? Like, what kind of experience did you have this Pesach, where you're at right now? And, like, how do you bring it into the rest of the year? And what's your hopes for the new year? Um... Well, Pesach this year was amazing. This being, 
This is my first time in Israel. I had wow. never been before. Really? Never stepped foot wow. here before. This is my first time. Wow. Um, you look so part of it already. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, <laughs> when you came to visit the studio, you were like lame, naming all the streets and you've been here, been there. And yeah. It's I like get around. Yeah. <laughs> my second day in Israel, I already had a Ravka, was on the yeah. bus. Amazing. So. <laughs> we could learn from that. Yeah. But um, Pesach here was amazing. It was. It's totally different than different than uh, Pesach in the States. But, um, you know, what I really hope to bring into the new year is just, it's a time of renewal, like, restart, and just really, like, changing my course and just doing better. Of course, Tfilot, Hitchbole Dude, like, you know, getting, getting really, you know, better in that. You know, being in Yeshiva... All day, you know, you're sitting, you're learning Gemara, Tosfot, Rashi, and all this kind of stuff, and you really don't have time to sit and talk to Hashem. So, really, you, <laughs> you know, think you'd be doing it the most in Yeshiva. Yeah, of course, but you're it's not. It's a different kind of focus there. You're I mean, not. it's all Torah Hashem, it's yeah. from Hashem, but it's a different kind of uh, focus in Yeshiva days. So, what you're saying, during Pesach, you felt more strength, strengthening yeah, in your Esfodad sure. yeah, yeah. in your prayer, your Halal. We spoke about Halal here. You know, last last class we did, and um, that that's really important. I mean, one of the things I remember traveling with Nissim, and that was another point of connection. We were traveling on tour with Nissim Black. That I remember his spotted us on the trips. Did you mm-hmm. did you witness that yeah. on the flights? And you know, most people were happy to go watch you know the latest movie, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> or whatever. You know, he's he's closing that, and he's doing now. I've got time. No one's bothering me. Mm-hmm. Spotted us time. You know, right. So, like, have you got any points of inspiration for people out there who are having a hard time? Because you're obviously developed on this. And... Um, I would say you have to get rid of the distractions. You have to. Um, speaking from my own experience, this is a distraction. Yeah. This is a distraction. I'm trying not to turn the <laughs> class. I actually only turned on the, with the feeds going good, thank God. But it's yeah it's a big distraction um you know you you really don't realize how much time you can spend on the phone and then after you realize i just spent an hour on facebook looking at the same posts looking at the same stuff that hour i could have spent getting closer to hashem or learning the parsha doing something that has to do with Mm -hmm. abudat hashem so i would say you just have to get rid of the distractions and take it like Time at a time. You don't... I know Rav Shalom says, do an hour, hit the bullet, do. People, everybody can't do that. Even for me, you know, it wasn't... I really, like, when I first started out, I couldn't do an hour. Five minutes. Then you realize you could do five minutes. Then you add on another five. It's ten minutes. Add on another five minutes. Fifteen. You, you keep adding on. And, um, you know, the the more you grow, you realize, like, talking to Hashem is not a burden. It's like, oh, I got to talk to Hashem. It's like, no, nah, I want to go talk to Hashem. I want to tell him about my day. I want to, like, yeah. scream out to Hashem. Hashem, I want to be closer to you. I want, like... Oh. That's really inspiring, man. So, David Emmanuel, one, I want to ask about your name, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. And the second question, I, it was included in the previous one, what's your hopes and dreams now? Like, you've, thank God, in this kind of mindset. What are you mm-hmm. hoping for? So, my name... Um, this was... Okay, so, let me backtrack. So, yeah, I told you about the church or whatever. We didn't, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't do all this kind of stuff. It was like a messianic kind of, you know, whatever thing. Um, I went to public school. I went to the charter school. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was the only kid there with a yarmulke on. I wear wow. my yarmulke every day. Wow. My 12th grade senior project was about Israel, even though I had never been. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, um, it it was everything. So once I stopped believing in that, you know, theology and stuff like that, yeah. I actually moved on to a never school in Philadelphia. Um, it's all African-American school where a lot of my other family members go. Um, they also, too, at one point had believed in Christianity and JC. And one day the leader got up, the founder got up and said, this is complete bogus. Like, this is wow. this is against the Torah, whatever. And so everybody switched over. Wow. And they had started to do, like, Torah services. Wow, that must they, have been a big moment. Yeah. They acquired Torah scrolls. Controversial, probably. To, a lot yeah, of, of course. Of course. Tension. So... I tell you a very interesting thing. I was about ten years old. This is before I had got to the show. Ten years old, I was still, you know, believing in JC, whatever. And I was very intrigued by this show. This is before I even knew I had family members over there. Wow. And one day, one it was one Shabbat, I asked my grandma, I said, Drive me pet to the show. And she drove me past it and I said, Stop the car. Ten I'm ten years old. I looked at it and I told my grandma. So mark my words, one day I'm gonna to go to that show. Wow. I didn't step foot And you didn't in, know where that was coming from. Just like good you just know. Know, knew it from a feeling I just, inside. I just knew. And why? Because growing up the way that I did, I was always into into Judaism. Wow. So um was, I said that at ten years old, it wasn't until I'm gonna say I was twenty years old. So ten ten years later I actually not only stepped foot in that shul, but I became a member of that shul. That's where I learned how to read Hebrew. That's where I got my first aliyah to the So I learned how to read Hebrew in two weeks. Wow. Two weeks. I had never knew. I couldn't I couldn't tell you the difference between the olive and the bet and the gimel, whatever. But it I just didn't know. Went like that. I went on YouTube, watched some videos. <laughs> Get on I YouTube. Learned. I didn't have that when I came there. <laughs> I had to bang away at like this funny like Upan book. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah. And when I learned, I, I told him, I said, I know how to read Hebrew now. I'm gonna yeah. get called up for Aliyah. I got called up for Aliyah, and the first time I still still to this day I don't know what this feeling was. First time I held the Sefer Torah, it didn't even feel like I was holding it. It was like I was like one with the Torah. Wow. It's just like, cause when I looked at it, I said, Wow, that's a big scroll. Like yeah. I'm. And I'm not that, you know, I'm not a big guy, so I'm like, this is, like, going to be heavy. I grabbed it, and it was like, I was just like, wow. It was was crazy. So I noticed something on your glasses. Seems like you've got your own brand of glasses, (laughs) David Emanuel. Is that true, or? No, I just got these customized. (laughs) So what's the name? Tell us the name. David Emanuel. So when I got to the show and stuff like that, they basically told me, they said, you need a Hebrew name. You got to choose a name. So my middle name that my mom gave me is Emmanuel, and so I said, okay, so you know that's Hebrew. Why don't name. you know why why don't I keep that? Yeah. So I said, no, I think uh, maybe you should look at the name David. I said, David, you know. So I said, okay, fine. So one of my family members, this was after somebody had came to me and said David. Five minutes later, somebody else came to me and said. I think your name should be David. Wow. So I'm just like, okay, Hashem, 
I went home. What I do? It's about the dude. So that's from what's my name? What what is my Hebrew name? So I did a lot of davening, and I decided with David. I said I'm gonna keep my middle name. It's the next name. Yeah. That's the name, name that my mom gave me from yeah. from birth. It's like beloved and, of God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then Saadia. She also has a Muna in there as yeah. well. So Saadia, uh, my Minhag is Yemenite, right? Uh-huh. So, um, and that's the story in itself. Wow. So everybody knows Saadia is a very, uh, yeah. very Yemenite name. Sure. But when I, when I moved to New York and I was in Yeshiva, I wasn't being supported. I wasn't, you know, it's kind of, you know, I really took that church to this is what I want to do. Yeah. And so I realized, I said, the only person supporting me is Hashem. Wow. I, I didn't make it here without Hashem. Wow. So I said, I, I have to add that name on. I have to. Wow. Sadia, wow. So the full name is David Emmanuel Sadia. Right. Beautiful. And in terms of uh, what, when we were asking about your dreams, like what mm-hmm. do you hope now that you're, thank God, living here and, you know, you've already featured on a lot of missing plaques, you know, tours and videos. And, you know, you were there at the Hanukkah song, you mm-hmm. know, you're there in New York and there's a whole month of going on. And, you know, you've been met a lot of special people. It seems like we are talking about Lachaim OG, who we hope to have in our studio soon. He's one of your friends. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure you've got a lot of other common friends that we both share. And so... The, the whole avoider now, like, is to you, someone just, yeah, everything's good. So just let us know, like, what what is your dreams? I mean, what, we want to know. We want to be part of your journey. That's, mm. that's, that's the, you know, our blessing for you. So my dreams are um, staying in Yeshiva, learning. Um, eventually, I'm going to go get smicha. I was trying to keep down the secret, but it's not wow. a secret anymore. Um, <laughs> and really just... Serving Hashem and helping people, you know. When I when I moved to New York and I met people, Baruch Hashem, um, I was able to be helped by a lot of people, a lot of people, you know. And so somebody helped my dreams to come true. Somebody well, helped me to get here to Israel. So well, I want to, that's how we keep the cycle going. Somebody help me, so when I'm able to do it, I'm going to help somebody else. Yeah, that's what it's about. I mean, like me personally, if there wasn't, and back then it wasn't online, but if there mm-hmm. wasn't Chabad, if there wasn't Osamer yeah, exactly. and Aisha Torah and all these amazing yeah. programs, re- doing the outreach back then, all these people hosting, I personally would never have made it here. Like Chabad.org was my yeah. rabbi before. <laughs> yeah. That Chabad.org helped me a lot. So we also have Breslev.com, we shouldn't forget. We thank God have our do have our own sites, and on there we have the love, the people. I like to say all people. Mm-hmm. They put the people of Israel, but we have a revised version somewhere with total devotion. I think this is another version. Loving everyone unconditionally. That's better. That's more my style. Like, you can take that. We'll give you a copy. I was in lo- I was looking for one downstairs. We just gave you a bunch of books, David Emanuel from the Rav, the Garden of Amuna from our site. As you can see from the back, there's a whole big nice list of Garden of Amuna books so you've got a decent amount of them now because you came one time for the Garden of Riches yeah exactly I hope yeah, that's yeah. helped with the riches Book of Shem, yeah. <laughs> now you've got uh, even more or you've got almost all of them now thank God and we gave a few other fun little knickknacks but this book the one as a gratitude is the latest book from the Rav we hope to get a book soon specifically on the Abbas as well 
need to get it first in Hebrew. I'm sure they're in the process of getting it written right as we speak, and then we'll get it translated into the languages from Ravorish. Um, we're still waiting on Rav Dine Elgrad. It could be that because of everything with Pesach and being that he's a Dine and a Rav, he just wasn't able to make it this first class after Pesach. But we are definitely learning a lot from you, David Emanuel. So we don't feel the lack that Rav Dine Elgrad himself isn't here. Um, one of the questions we also, how do you bring the Amunah of Pesach into the rest of the year? I sort of feel like you answered that. That's like a spodidus, Amunah, making time for it. Right. You would say that that really would be the energy i mean did did you feel like you know the the experience of eating matzah and being in in the holy land and was there anything you want to like just share like any stories anything you experienced being here um being here is just it's it's different you you can really connect to Hashem being here um my first two weeks of being here you know before the whole thing at the kotel in the old city started you know going crazy my yeshiva is in Beit HaKerem. Yeah. So from Beit HaKerem to the old city is like almost an hour walk. Wow. Uh, Lel Shabbat, I would walk from the yeshiva and walk to the Kotel. Wow. Late at night, no, like almost nobody's there. Pull up yeah, a chair. It's beautiful. Though. And just talk to Hashem. And my son goes there also. Two of my sons, actually. It's also near to David and Melech's Keva, your namesake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've been there a few yeah. times? Special, no? Shari and Kate there over there. So Baruch Hashem. So we look, we're very excited you came. Now, the other question we have is Spirit Oma. Mm. How do we count from the second night of Pesa Til Shavuot with more meaning? And we already discussed about music, we already got a heta from Abdain Algod. So there are halachas during Spirit. But how do we count? Like, how have you, being now in Israel, you're counting here, it's a different kind of vibe, mm-hmm. you know, like. It's a different energy. It's mm-hmm. like it's alive. It's everywhere. You go into the shul, we see it on the, the walls and signs. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about Sirius Omer. It's a different vibe, maybe, than, you know, I personally haven't really lived so much outside of Israel during this time period. But can you give us some insight how to count with more meaning in Sirius up to Shavuos? Um, really, we're going from Pesach and we're going to Matan Torah, accepting the Torah. And so these in between days, it's really a period to prepare yourself to receive the Torah. It's really in anticipation. You know, I know we have Valakot and, you know, Avilut and everything, but you still should be Simcha, like, it, it's almost time. Every night, it's like we get one day closer to receiving the Torah. Wow. It's the best gift. Wow. The best gift that anybody can get. So... Have you, and, yeah. have you counted Svira in a Breslov minion? No, I haven't. So I, I wish Rav, Rav Elgud was here, or even better, the Rav. I mean, they're both amazing, but mm-hmm. they, they would give us insight to the kind of, you know, sakas, the koilas, the screaming, the anticipation, the, mm-hmm. how it manifests in a Breslov minion when they're praying for, you know, the Svira Saoma, they're counting the Svira. There's a tremendous, you know, energy, and it's a long process. Not just like say the blessing and count. Mm-hmm. It's it's the whole build up, the feelers before the l'shem kudshu berchu, and then afterwards the, you know, we count, and then there's harachaman and lamnat seach and a bukayach shalom. But they say it with so much energy, and mm-hmm. and then there's a the thing to dance afterwards, even though it's very not meant to really dance. 
But by my my shul where I pray is a chesedish shul told the rebbe. So we always dance after every counting, mm-hmm. even during svira, and go. It's not like a wild dance, but, you know, a very masuda dika dance, but seder dika dance. We go around and we sing ayudeze. Uh, Mm-hmm. That through this mitzvah of sphere, there should be shefa, a tremendous shefa in all the worlds, not just right. in this world, in all the worlds. Whatever divine abundance, this abundance that the mitzvah's counting sphere brings. You know, so it's, it's definitely recommended, like I know myself being here now over 20 something years, 23, 4 years in Eretz Kodesh and living in Yishalayim and Beit Shemesh, Beit other place I've lived. It's very kadai to go around to see other minhagim, other customs. Mm-hmm. Have you done that a little bit while you've been here? Uh, not really. Okay, so <laughs> it's good you came by. It's come, it's kadai one time to come. For example, we had Halal mm-hmm. in by Ravorish during Cholomayd to come one of the times. Rosh Chodesh coming up. Rosh Chodesh year to come here next week mm-hmm. on I think a Sunday. I think Rosh Chodesh. Yeah, Yom Rishon is. Uh, is is uh, Rosh Chodesh? Are we going to have a band? I, I don't know if during Sphere to have a band Sphere. Efsha, maybe. So the studio will clarify that. <laughs> we'll clarify it, yeah. But they they should definitely be singing and dancing, even though it's Svira because of Rosh Chodesh and the idea of Simcha in our generation. Like Rev. Elgar Paskin, it was an important point he brought out. We're bringing it out again today, that in our generation we need the music, we need right, the joy. Yeah. You know, everyone's going through a lot of internal internal struggles that maybe on the previous generations didn't have, and you right. know, it's amazing. Like. Wow, like your journey, like you're, you're reminding us that what a gift we have, the Torah, what a gift it is to be in Eretz Israel, what a gift it is to have a Muna, to have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You know, even your name, David Emmanuel, like it's, and Sadi as well, speaks with that. So, you know, we really appreciate you making the time. You know, we want to just ask you now, before we end off the class, and shame of Dainag wasn't here, but this is all, you know, with a Muna. Yeah. yeah, he knew, he hopefully knew about it. I did have the reminders and the emails and all the things. But Baruch Hashem, Everything's Minna Shemayim, and we, we trust that if he's not here and the Rav as well, is it's Minna Shemayim. So, we, you know, you guys listening, thank God we have our weekly classes, and please God you can hear from Rav Orish all the clips we make, and I'll be giving my class on Tuesday live, 3.30 here, and we'll talk more about what we discussed today and hopefully some other ideas. But when I end off, though, with David Emanuel, our special guest, do you have something that really, st- like, stuck out from you from Pesach, from one of your rabbis, from... Just something that really is meaningful for you that we can take and end this class with. Um, it's gonna sound redundant, but I was I was actually reading a suffer from Rav Shalom, oh. and he said um, he was calling Rabbi Nachman yeah. about tefillah. Like tefillah is everything. You no. can accomplish anything through tefillah, and so um, really for me it's getting rid of the distractions and really like this year taking my Abu Hashem higher than what it was wow. in the past years wow. and uh, I forget which suffer it, it talks about but he says uh, high Kedusha high holiness in, in English and yeah. he, ta- he he talks about like just you really gotta like press you really gotta like maybe the new light the you... new light safer no it's a, it's a blue one Blue one. So it's for men only, the the men only one. Oh, garden of purity. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you have a copy. I'll put another one in there. I think. I have somebody else's copy, so okay. now I have my own copy, so okay. I can give them that. <laughs> give it back. Yeah. But um, I'm telling you that stuff. I was just reading it last night, late yeah. last night, Moti Shabbat, and they it gave me like so much. 
to take my Abu Dhabi Shem higher and higher. So, but even when you do that, like Rav Shalom says in the book, don't just do it. You got to dive in. Yeah. After every chapter, you got to dive in. Hashem, help me to do this. Don't just like do it. Just Yeah, I mean, like the, the, our generation is such a challenge, like Kedusha, holiness, yeah. like personal holiness. And you see everything yeah. that's going on in the world and all yeah. kinds of stuff and these, you know, like the the whole uh, agenda with the, you know, the him and the them and the, yeah, like you just, genders it, and things, you just yeah. see how bad the world is getting. It's like, I, yeah. I can't be mixing with it. I have to like go higher and higher. I got to make sure that I'm in with Hashem and I got to make sure that I'm like really protected and like, man, yeah. should, that's, that's how we'll end off with a blessing that please God, David Emmanuel said it, we'll find a soulmate in a good time. Amen, amen. Yeah, and that's something that is, you know, a very big part of personal holiness that you're mm -hmm. working on. And it definitely is a big segula and a big merit that the more you work and the more you pray on these things, the more you merit your soulmate. It's a continuous process, even when you found the soulmate. And I myself being married for over 20 years, you still got to work on your personal holiness and listen to the book, the teachings of the Rav, you know, the Garden of Peace and all the other books that he has there. How Shalom Bias is something which is a, a long term process of endless avoid of and in a good way in a in a happy way in an energized way especially I just, after i just finished that book know, yeah. piece. now i'm about to oh. start it again <laughs> oh wow amazing that's nissen black's favorite favorite safer that's his like golden you know uh dove safer like that's the one that's given him the biggest boost in in mm -hmm. his career and his shalom bias and everything he's doing and that that was the book that really he's when he's come to the studio that's the one he's pushing over you know to, to the world that everyone should read the garden of peace and and it's funny because that was the most controversial book last year um in the podcast world there was a bunch of podcasts or specifically one talking about it and the rough said everything there is from Sadiqim, everything there had, can be understood but it, what nissim said and yosef brown said the same thing and it's very very important and you're an example of this and that's why it's a blessing to have you on our class today is it's unless you're applying the teachings of Ravosh, you can't really understand them. Right. Unless you're living it and like you came through that way of Amuna and his spoiled us, mm -hmm. that's the key to then really understand what Ravosh's teachings are right, about. Exactly. So really it's just almost like a you know a disclaimer to these classes that to really understand Ravosh's teachings and what we're doing here in our studio and everything we're trying to do is we have to be developing our relationship with Hashem and Emunah and Espolidus. We have to be doing it to really understand it. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't, it's not an intellectual thing because some of these parts are just misunderstood because they're not right. applying it. They're yeah, looking exactly. at it intellectually and then they miss the, 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 the neshama, the soul of the teachings. Mm -hmm. And the soul of the teachings come alive when your relationship with Hashem is alive. Right. And that, that's the key that, you know, everyone should realize that that's how it, how it all makes sense all the books and all the teachings everything we're doing here even the challenges like not having Rav Dino well, so join too, us when you yeah. sorry to interrupt but yeah. when, we re, when we received the Torah yeah. what did they say? Yeah. they said we're going to hear first or we're going to do first? Nasa Venishma so you have to what do you have to do? you have to do the Hittable to do you have to believe and then later on you're going to understand oh that's what yeah. the Rav was saying that's I can it. only understand that through diving it I can only understand that because through my Hittable to do, Hashem revealed to me what the Rav was trying to say in the book. Wow. So when I'm reading it, oh, yeah, I don't understand. But let me close it up. Hashem, allow me to understand 
like what's going on in this book. Allow me to, you know, give me the understanding. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the hits of do. I'm going to, you know, do what the brother is saying. And then later on, you're going to understand it. So that's amazing. So that's the soulful sphere that we're experiencing of 2022. The soulful sphere experiencing with David Emmanuel. He came. We didn't even have Rabdan Ergo, but he filled in the space amazingly. He did a great job. Thank you for joining us for our 68th Amuna class. I don't take for granted all these special guests that come. We're hoping in the future to have Lachaim Moji. We're still reaching out to Rudy Rochman, Yosef Aharon, Achazan to come back again, Chef for Judah Shav. There's a long list of people that we hope to bring in. The Waterbury boys haven't given up on them. So hopefully soon, and, and we still haven't given up on the Muna tours. There's no reason why we can't come join you in person in LA, Brooklyn, Arizona, Texas, UK, even Philly. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go. Need track, it in Philly. Need it. Go there. Yeah, we'll track Please, down. We we'll track down Will Smith, <laughs> the Fresh Prince. He needs it. I don't know if he's there anymore. I think he's in LA. No. No, but he definitely needs it though. Yeah, he needs, <laughs> he needs the Muna books. Yeah. So we're all agreement that you know we spoke about before the the hug. We spoke about the hug mm-hmm. instead of the slap. We need yeah, to give yeah, more hugs. Yeah. Need a hug. Yeah, we should have just given Chris Rock a hug. What was the slapping business? Yeah, it's big love, no. That's what it's about, you know. What happened to the Will Smith we all grew up with, with the love? You yeah, know? exactly. You know, uh, he needs a uh, Uncle Phil to put him in place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the form of Ravorish. <laughs> Is that right, Uncle Phil? That was good memory. Anyway, it just shows you how iconic he was. Anyway, so we'll end off the class of Amuna and remember, Spodotus. You've got all the books online. You can order them now. Bring it to the neighbors, bring it to the friends, even get a copy to Will Smith, someone out there, mm-hmm. get it to Jade Smith. I think she needs even more. The whole family, get it to the Smith family. They need it. The world needs it. The world needs a Muna. And please go, we'll see that, you know, the the true triumphant people from coming out of Philly, like Rocky, like superheroes are, are sitting in our studio, sitting in Yushalayim. Thank God there's hope for us all. We can all transform our journey and even myself as well. Like. Like I said, it seems like you had more Jewish upbringing than I did. <laughs> and, you know, it just shows you like how Hashem is guiding us all back to him, all the souls. And uh, we thank Hashem for it. We say thank you, Hashem. Any song you have uh, to end off the class? Any song you like? No. No. You don't want to hear me sing. It's, no. it's not, <laughs> What about we put a Nissim song on the video, like higher? That you can do, but you okay. Me well, ask the studio to put the song. You <laughs> like that song higher? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's the song. So we'll put try put a song at the end of this class if it gets there. We'll ask the studio team to do that higher. I know it's Swiss Army, so if you're strict about it, turn it off. But we're gonna put on the song higher. Let's take it. Let's go higher with all our wonderful friends. Please God, and we're looking forward to our next Amuna class. Join us this time next week, and uh, the guests will be announced during the week. Hopefully, Lachai Moji, but there's other people as well. We'll see how it works out. Thanks again. Be blessed in everything, amen, amen. and join us with Amuna Global. Amen. Thank you. That's it.